Hey, everybody. My name is Rob Shear, and I'm the founder of a national nonprofit called Comfort Cases. I'm also an advocate for children in our foster care system, a public speaker, an author of a book, A Forever Family. But most importantly, I am the father of four amazing children. Hi, I'm Dana McKay, and I saw Rob on The Ellen Show, and when I realized his organization was based right here where I live, I knew I had to get involved. I'm also a social media consultant, a radio host, a podcast producer, and a mother of two children. See, our country's foster care system is shattered, and this podcast is about how we as a community can come together to bring about change, changing the system, and changing the lives of children in care. Welcome to the Fostering Change Podcast. We are talking to Monica. Monica is the executive director of the Ensoro Foundation, and you provide scholarships for youth in or who have aged out or who are aging out of the foster care system, correct? That is correct. Thank you so much for having me on this morning. It's such a pleasure to be here. Well, I'm real excited to have you on because, you know, I talk about this quite often, how important it is to have complete wraparound services when it comes to education for kids who are aging out of our system. And um, I actually found out about this organization, Dana, several years ago. We, as you know, at Comfort Cases, we give a scholarship. We give a scholarship out to kids who are aging out of the system. And we were absolutely overwhelmed by the number of applicants who um, applied for our scholarship. And somehow Monica's team had found out about us and that's how we connected. And um, so this was a couple of years ago and they have actually given scholarships and they continue to give scholarships to, to kids who have actually applied for the comfort case scholarship. So, so to me, this was full circle. Oh, I love it. Yes. Yep. Full circle. Um, and, and because I truly, truly love what this foundation does. So, so Monica, welcome. We're so excited to hear about, you know, how the foundation started and what exactly you all are doing throughout our foster care community. So give, give us a little bit of background. First of all, I want to know about the name. Yes. So the Ensoro Foundation, the Ensoro Educational Foundation was founded in 2005. And I'll, I'll tell you our founder's story, but what's really unique about our, um, the name is, are, is two things. So thank you so much for asking about that. So Ensoro is a derivative of a Ghanan term. That means children of the heavens. It's a derivative. Um, the word is insorama, and um, Daryl, our founder, abbreviated it to insoro. And but it really means the children of the heavens. And so, um, by design, he he sort of adopted that word into um, where we live and our mission and our vision, because at no fault of our own, the youth that we serve, of their own, youth that we serve, um, are, are born to to parents who are ill-equipped to. To help serve and, and care and, and nurture them, and and um, we feel that um, we are responsible for our children of the heavens, and so our our young people we refer to as our insoro. But in 2005, Daryl Mays, um, a gentleman from a very humble guy from Beaumont, Texas, um, was on a flight back from a family vacation in um, in the Caribbean, and he decides to watch this in-flight video, and it was a documentary. And having sold his first company um, within that two years prior, he was really burdened with the knowledge that to whom much is given, much is required. And so he was really in this soul-searching stage in his life and, and was very 
um, compelled by, you know, the knowledge that I, you know, this money that I've, I've yes, I bootstrapped my company. I come from very humble beginnings, but for me to, re- to achieve this level of wealth and, and success, there is something greater. I'm just not sure what it is. And so he was soul searching for a couple of years on what he was supposed to do with, with um, the success that he had achieved. And, and so he's on this flight back and, and um, you know, just very unsettled, thought, you know what, let me, he's scrolling through, you know, the, the options to watch and, and decides to watch an, an in-flight documentary. And the documentary, um, and we all know in the space, is Aging Out, and uh, which, which truly, you know, highlights the plight of youth aging out of the foster care system. And so he um, is sort of waterworks. He's got these big tears rolling down his face as he gets into this documentary. He looks around the plane and he describes it as this epiphany that he had when he's realizing, my God, is anybody else watching this besides me? I mean, like, is anyone having this emotional um, effect by what, 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 what I'm seeing? And he said he knew instantaneously he knew this is what I was supposed to, this is what I'm supposed to do with this money. I need to create an organization that is going to help level the playing field um, for youth aging out of foster care, giving them access and awareness of post-secondary education um, and, and an organization that will forever provide access because he really, and as we all know, education is the great equalizer, but it's one thing to get through, get to college, it's another thing to get to and through college. And so the work of the Insoro Educational Foundation is um, a scholarship that is more than just money. It truly provides access, awareness, opportunities, and exposure to um, what post-secondary degree pathways to post-secondary and, and the potential careers on the other side, what that looks like and how to get there. So it truly is an educational roadmap. Wow. I love I love what you just said, where you said it's, it's easy to get to college it's the hard part getting through college I, you know i've not Correct. thought about that and you know now i'm as i'm thinking about the percentage of kids you know we see this quite often in and i always want to try to talk about the numbers you know the numbers show us that only 54 percent of kids in the system will graduate from high school that only 11 percent apply to college so there's that there's that get to 11 percent get to but then only three percent get a four-year degree so then to get through we're only looking at three percent so so some of the support that i i see that you all do you know it's not only financial support but it's it's helping them guide through what I feel is something that we, we just forget about. We've, you know, it's, it's crazy. Last night at um, my high school, my kid's high school, my daughter's high school, my S15, she's a sophomore um, at Quince Orchard high school. And, um, and last night was college. It was college night. And um, we've been getting these emails lately about, you know, and she's only a sophomore, but we're starting to prepare. You know, my gosh, it'll be here before you know it. But as I was thinking this morning and reflecting on this podcast that we were going to be doing today, Dana, one of the things that I was thinking about was, you know, my daughter is going to have the utmost support. Like we're going through applications together, emails together. I will tell you, I'm excited because I didn't have that opportunity. I never, no one ever said the C word to me. College was never, ever, ever mentioned to me. I I remember as a kid going through my high school years, I remember, you know, I would see other kids being called into the guidance counselor's office and, you know, I would hear kids talk about their parents took them on a college tour. Um, No one ever, ever, ever said the C word to me, college. It's crazy. 
it's so, you know, it's a lack of social capital. So it's two things that you really bring up that are critical to, you know, transitioning, becoming, you know, obviously aging out of foster care and going into college. Um, is one is filling out the FAFSA and and um, applications to you know different schools and the the funding required to you know apply and all, all the, the the things that we just take for granted as um, as young people as parents that you just don't think that wow there's a population of young people to the tune of twenty six thousand as a minimum every year who are going to age out and launch into the world on their own without any awareness of how to become self-sustaining. And for the very few, that 10, 11% that are wanting to, to go to college and maybe in play to go to college from this particular population of aging out foster youth, have no one. They're on their own. So a FAFSA and filling out those, they may have a college counselor if they're, if they're lucky. Their, they, you know, their caseworker, you know, gosh, we know with, with all due respect to, to, you know, the Department of Family and Children's Services across the country, they're doing the best that they can with the resources that they have. But let's face it, the system is taxed and, and is overburdened. And so, um, you know, it's, it's really a lack of um, opportunity and awareness. So it's like, gosh, I just want to get out of the system. I just, I just want to be on my own. Forget college. Yeah, I may or may not know about it, but it's too much trouble. And how am I going to pay for it anyway? That's where the Insular Foundation comes in and says, okay, wait, wait, wait just a minute. Let me show you what this looks like. Um, we're going to help you pay for school. We're also going to help you draw down the resources that the government has because, let's say, you know, depending on where you are in the country, you actually may have money to go to school from that state and or from education training vouchers, right? You may be in a tuition waiver state or or um, a state that has education and training vouchers, but it's still not enough. So when SORA comes in and closes the gap, but we help them put together a financial plan for college, right? It's one thing, like I said, to get to school, right? So we know that 10% are going to go effectively um, and 3% graduate. So what happens to that percentage in the middle? Well, that is because they don't understand how to stay in school. And as they continue to age in, in, in college, they start to lose more and more support and resources from the state, um, being wards of the state. And NSORO comes in and takes a greater uh, ownership and that responsibility in helping them pay for school, housing, meals, um, tuition, academic fees, you know, exposing them to financial literacy and a personal budget and a mentor and careers. And are you in the right field of study that's going to help you become employed after you graduate? All of those things that Insoro comes in and tries to close the gap, not just the financial gap, but the social capital gap, the, the parent gap. Who stands in the gap for these young people, for the ones that are able to go to school? The good news is, um, while 3% graduate across the nation with a four-year degree, 78% of Insoro's um, scholars graduate college. So, what, what is that number again? 78%. 78%. Wow. Yeah, you want to talk about accomplishment. You want to talk about, you know, Dana, yeah. the, the word, you know, this truly is a foundation that is making a difference. To hear that number, 78%. That is... Anything people are giving to your foundation, supporting your foundation, the money is going to a great place. Wow. Like what they're doing is working. And, and, you know, I have to tell you, when we started out this podcast, we talked in the beginning of scholarships and we talk, I think a lot of times what people think is that a scholarship per se is just writing someone a check to pay for tuition. But but listen to what Monica said, everybody. Listen to what, what she said, where she she talked about what, what Dana and I have been talking about throughout this, this journey that we've done together on this podcast is truly giving a 
child a foundation um of success and 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 sorry that you're doing that you are you're teaching them all the life lessons that i keep saying to everybody I was I was lucky enough to to be in Atlanta and to to spend time with Monica several times and I one thing I remember that was said and I want to talk about this bookends remember that bookends yes. bookends yep. bookends we're the beginning comfort cases you know we start that journey out making sure that that trash bag is no longer there making sure that these kids have some dignity some hope and then you have the Ensoro Foundation who's the end of the bookend, who's, you know, helping these kids, you know, make good decisions because it is hard. It is hard. And and you hit the nail on the head. You know, these kids are mad. They're, they're angry, by the way, they have every right to be. Um, and they just want to be done, done. And, and what I love is that what you guys are doing, you know, that's amazing. We, we call it, we call it educating grit, G R I T greatness rising in time. And when you educate grit, and that's what our young people discover in college, is that that resilience and that grit, when you marry that with education, now you're you're a college graduate who's resilient, who doesn't know how to fail because all you've had to do your entire life is survive. So now that survival instinct, it morphs into resilience and into work ethic. And all of those things that you were naturally given and didn't realize were a talent, all the hardships that you went through in your life have now become educated. Now you're one heck of a potential employee of a, a major corporation because of the natural talents that you possess that have now become educated through college. And whether it's a two-year degree, a four-year degree, a graduate degree, or a technical school degree, the Insoro Foundation supports you from 16 to 26. And to your point about being a bookend, you know, one of the things I, I, I value most and I'm so appreciative for being introduced to, to comfort cases is the spirit of collaboration that we both share in wanting to support our young people. We know with a population of 26,000 aging out and one foster care youth, child, entering the foster care system every two to three minutes. Um, so by the time we finish this podcast, how many young people have gone in, entered the system and one or two who will have aged out? So we know that, that we're not going to be able to affect change by ourselves. We're not, we can't do it in silos. So having partnerships and collaborations like that we're, we're developing with, with comfort cases is really how we move the needle nationally. We've got to erase the lines that divide um, the foundations and organizations, you know, doing great work independently and come together and unite to affect change for this population. It's a clarion call. It's the only way we make things, that's the only way we move the needle is if we work together. Um, and, and I'm really passionate and, and I'm so appreciative. Um, that is exactly your perspective. You feel the exact same way and you've done that in so many ways, being in Maryland and, and work reaching across the country from, you know, from where you are to California and back with the, you know, 80 plus thousand comfort cases that, that, that you've given. And, and I'm excited how we're, you know, we're talking about what we're going to do to make that possible for our, our college students and, and having a, a college comfort case. In, in the in the 2020 year, so it, you know it's just it's encouraging to see and and work with um, with comfort cases and knowing that uh, your passion equally as passionate about collaboration. Well, you know, we we talk about this quite often. You know, Dana, well, we say this all the time. There's enough money to go around. 
Yep. And there's so many people that want to help. And maybe some people are, are called and feel that they want to help comfort cases. And then some people are called and they feel they want to help and Soro Foundation or other organizations. Our mission is to make sure that these kids have the best opportunities and the same support that everybody else has. I agree. I agree a hundred percent. And that's why, you know, again, you know, if you, if you, if you find it, and again, I say this all the time, we're all doers, we're all doers and we need to do. And if you, as you're listening to this podcast and I hope people share, 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 everyone needs to hear these stories because you know, what an amazing foundation, you know, again, in it's in soro.foundation.org. That's N S O R O dot foundation.org, you know, finding your heart to, to, you know, Start doing a monthly donation. And and one thing I love that you said, Monica, yes, we're going to collaborate. Yes, I truly believe that, you know, we as nonprofits, um, it is it is our not only our fiscal responsibility, but it is our, our human responsibility to come together and and see how we can can build a better future and we can't do that by ourselves and and so you know i love the idea you and i talked about this in atlanta and and one thing i have to tell you it's it's one of the things my husband reese and i would love about your executive director the reason you know tony has been he's really big on collaboration and so you know he is always looking of how we partner with each other how we strengthen each other but the thing that we've done throughout the years it's been now this will be our sixth gala so it'll be you know we've given out these these um scholarships um so different than what you're doing and i i want to collaborate on that part but i love the whole giving a kid from the system who's going to college a case a case you know because these kids i mean i've heard these kids i've talked to these kids you know i i was in texas giving a speech and a a young lady came up to me and she said um you know she was she was part of the 11 percent that was going to go to college but she was she was so scared because um the college that she was accepted to, she knew they closed during the holidays That's and right. she knew that, and she was going to end up in a shelter. Yeah. in the summer, that's why many of our young people now are graduating in four years as opposed to five years. Um, you know, because when you look at college graduation rates, you probably know this, that, you know, the national average of college graduates, non-foster youth is 59%, but that, that 59% is over five years. Our 78% is over four years. And the reason it's four years and not five is because they're going to school in the summer because they're homeless. Right. So they, we make arrangements for them to remain on campus with housing and, you know, continue with their, their summer study. And they finish a year earlier than what the national average is because they don't have a place to go in the summer or they don't have an internship because they don't have mom and dad to say, hey, mom, dad, can you help me get an internship this summer? And I'm going to come home and work. Um, that's not an option for our young people. It's just not an option. Yeah, it's and, not. Yeah. And so they will, you know, but, but again, right, to the resilience and to the grit, they are going to plow through because failure isn't an option. These young people are not poor, pitiful me. They're not, you know, um, wallowing in, 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 the, in the sadness of what their life and They could have crumbled from what they've gone through, but they don't. They rise, and like a phoenix, they emerge, um, you know, um, crossing a stage, a graduation stage, and, and, and take that piece of paper that... 
um, so many take for granted and they make a life and change the future uh, generations. I, I want to leave you with the story of a young man, um, Raheem Jefferson. Raheem Jefferson is um, sort of the son of Atlanta, got into the foster care system at two years old on the west side of Atlanta. And if you know the west side at that time was um, really a, a difficult part of the city, um, you know, major socioeconomic challenges there. Well, um, one of three brothers, um, Raheem um, w grew up in foster care, separated from his siblings in foster care. One of his, um, his youngest brother is spending 20 years in prison for um, a decision that he made that ended someone else's life. Um, his older brother um, died to gang violence in front of him. And so Raheem, the middle brother, graduated from Savannah State University December 2018 and is currently a staff auditor at BDO Atlanta. And you have, when you ask him, you know, Raheem, how, how did that happen? You know, you, the middle sandwich between two young men who, you know, made decisions that were the best they could with the, with, with the options they had in front of him. But then there was Raheem, and he said it. He said it's because I met in Soro. I was exposed to a opportunity, and I saw what life could be. And I really didn't want that for myself. I just didn't know the way. I was shown what the opportunity and exposure was, and I wanted to to be the best person. I wanted to be different. And so he stood at our gala in January and told the entire a room of 600 people, you know, your investment in in Soro is an investment in me. And when you think about giving to youth in foster care, I hope you know that you're investing in the, that young person who has no one that believes in them. So your investment has changed the future generation of my family. Now, every nobody in my family before me graduated high school, but, but me, I graduated college with an accounting degree. And everyone after me, every child after me is going to forever know what college looks like because you have to see it to be it. And because of you, now the legacy of my family is forever going to be changed. And that truly is what happens with our young people. When they're given the option of something greater and they know that it's possible and given just the shoulders to stand on, they don't just survive, they thrive. And that's what, what educating grit is all about. And we are so fortunate to... To work with an organization like yours who understand that they may show up to college with a trash bag, with their belongings in trash bags, um, but they leave with dignity, pride, and um, the knowledge that anything is possible because of organizations like Comfort Cases and Insoro and many others that are doing great work um, believe in their future. Yeah, I, I will tell you, first of all, I, I'm just in awe about that young man. I, yeah, what an amazing story. Yeah, that is just, I, I would, I want to meet him. I want to, I want to, yes, Dana, I want him on our podcast. <laughs> yes, I will be at the oh gala gosh, this year. I would love that. I, I want him on the podcast. Oh, I want, absolutely. Yeah. We would love to talk to him. Yeah, I think oh, that it would Oh my goodness, be well, I will great. let him know today. Yeah, let yes, him know. I'd love to do that. Um, yes. We want him on there because we want people to hear why you should give the success stories of why we should give you know i say this all the time every one of these kids they don't belong to me they don't belong to you they belong to us and it's it's up to us to make sure that their future is bright that their future is everything that my four children are going to get everything dana that your two kids are going to get we both as parents you know the first thing that we say this to each other this morning dana and i is you know how are the kids we always because we're true we're parents and thinking about that as a father and you know dana you probably had this feeling as a mom 
you know, our kids' futures are going to be bright because right. we're there. Yep, absolutely. Know? Yep, yeah. they have all the opportunities in the world and people to support them and people to fall back on. If they fall or they mess up, they can come home, mom, dad, I need you, and we're there. Yeah, yeah. And these kids need to know that we have to have organizations like yours, Monica, that are that are really there as the foundation of a support team. Because I will tell you, I, I've I've known about this organization, everybody, for several years. Again, please go to nsoro.foundation.org, nsoro.foundation.org, and, and really do your homework. Find out. I mean, 78%. 78%. That is... <laughs> that is so amazing. Yeah, that number. Yeah. I'm all about numbers. I'm a number guy. Everybody who knows me, I, my background is banking. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm total numbers Rob guy. Rob will always just throw out the statistics. He's got to memorize. Yeah, I, it, but that number is that, that I mean, I, I already Very have difficult. passion. I have tons of passion when it comes to kids who age out and how we can do this. This even pushes me further, Dana, you know, because I think we can see even that number rise higher. Um, yeah, because what I would love to see is this foundation go across our country. You know, right now you you do you're you're trying to get some national exposure, and and I think it's really important that when something is being worked right, we should be duplicating it. We should be doing it. We should be doing it. So so we need the same opportunities that we have in. Georgia for this young man story that you just told me about. We need those same things to be happening in New York and in New Jersey and in Texas and in Oklahoma and Nevada and across the country as we head out to Utah and California, Hawaii. We need every one of these. There is not a state that we have that there's not a child in the system. Every single state has a child in the system. So if you look at if you look at the numbers of 700 kids a day entering the system, 700 a day, um, and the number that are aging out, we have got to get this across the country and get more people to collaborate. You know, we just had on Kim, who has a mentoring found, foundation. Uh, Foster Alumni Mentors. Foster yes. Alumni Mentors. She is uh, out in Colorado. What an amazing thing for us, again, to more collaboration. Right. Absolutely. Yes. Her foundation helps with all of uh, similar things to what you are helping with, getting these kids on the right path, helping them with financial aid paperwork, helping them with finding out what services are available for them, helping them go to school if they want to, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, we, we definitely, I, I, again, I say this all the time. We're going to have a, we're going to have a pretty big table. By I know. The way, I don't Dana. know how I'm going to hook all these people up, <laughs> connect them all to do this podcast. Rob's got these big ideas. I have and I'm like, big how do I do dream, that? I have this big, big dream of really getting our movers and shakers. And Monica, by the way, I feel you're one of our movers and shakers. Getting us together and really talking about change change. You know, Monica, every time that we have this podcast, um, Dana and I, we always ask two questions to, and we, we know we probably could ask a thousand questions, but we ask two, but, but before we get to these last two questions, I just would like to say, thank you. Thank you for all that you do. Um, 
like I said, I have been privileged to to know you, privileged to call you my friend, um, have seen the success of this foundation. Um, just what an unbelievable, unbelievable change that you are making throughout our foster care community. And again, you know, to all of our listeners, you know, we all give in different ways. And um, maybe, you know, to me, education is huge. Um, and I think a lot of it is because one, I didn't have the opportunity. Number two, I have a husband who who has several degrees and a master's and um, we teach our children all the time that they have one job and only one job and that job is to get an education. And in Soro, you're allowing that to happen. So Monica, from the bottom of my heart for every kid who is aged out of this system, thank you for being you. Um, because to me, you, you are, you are truly, your foundation is doing something that everybody should be doing. And I'm just so 78%. I'm not going to get that number out of my head, Dana. Yep, it's amazing. I, I'm going to be, I'm going to be talking about it. My next better speech, than the national average, better than the national average. I I'm, I'm going to, I'm in, I'm in think New Jersey tomorrow, Pennsylvania or somewhere giving a speech. And, and I know I, that number is going to come up in my speech. I just know it. So Dana, let's try, you know, go ahead. I will, if I could just say one, you know, the, we are impatient optimists at the Insoro Foundation. And, and while we have 268 young people in our pipeline across 31 states receiving scholarships now, we've graduated 346. The truth is all we're doing is we're just being a conduit, right? We're just a fortunate organization that could um, gets to help and hold that baton as they finish this last piece of the, the race of becoming a self-sustaining adult. And um, really all we get to do is we're, we're fortunate in that we get to just shine the spotlight on their success because really we're just providing that opportunity, access, and resources. They're the ones that are making it happen. The real star in, in our work is, is the youth that we serve, and it's a true privilege. So thank you for um, allowing us to talk a little bit about that today. Oh, I love it. So Dana, let's do it. We got our questions. Let's, let's ask. So at the end of each podcast, we like to ask our guests, if you could change two things about the foster care system right now, what would they be? Okay. Um, Number one would be the data collection and, um, you know, the, the way in which our um, state to state, it varies um, greatly and having one unified, um, system that um, monitors, tracks, and evaluates the efficacy of the Department of Family and Children's Services and all the resources that each state provides, and um, a real analysis on on how that is working or not would be something that I feel would be an enormous benefit. Absolutely. Um, um, So that is is paramount. Um, The system is broken, and we're not going to fix it. But, but it's the ecosystem around the foster care system that is going to help affect change. And it's opportunities like this that will make that data piece happen. Um, and then the other piece is, is collaboration. There are many great organizations across this country that are passionate about um, children in foster care. But I do find that it is a cause of it at the edge of awareness. And it's still, you know, um, National Foster Care Month, the month that we all pull out the blue ribbon and, and proudly wear, 
uh, and talk about foster care. It's it not like, you know, October. This is October. This is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It's where we live. We embrace the pink from the football field. Um, in every football field in this country, you know, NFL puts on the pink shoes and the, and the pink towels. Well, that, you know, what happens in May, right? That needs to be a national discussion. We need to take our cause at the edge of awareness and move it to the middle. And in youth in, entering foster care, what happens while they're in foster care, um, and when, what happens when they're aging out, we need to know what that is. Um, as average Americans, you know, there's no excuse for us not to understand what's happening with America's children. Um, and I, I believe that's one of our, our greatest challenges, and it's um, coming together as um, these collaborations are going to help affect and support and, and be, you know, being the change agents from within. Um, and I don't mean from within the foster care system. I mean the ecosystem that supports it. So those are the two things that I would focus on if I had a magic wand. Right. I love that. Wow, I love I that. Too. And I think that's a big dream of Rob's and of mine now. I mean, I, I didn't grow up in foster care. I grew up in a middle class family with both of my parents. I didn't really understand the, um, you know, all of the problems within the system. I think it, for me, it was always kind of like, you know, it, I know it exists. I know there are kids in foster care, but I had no real understanding of how many children are in foster care and what happens to them and the trauma they suffer. It just wasn't on my radar to pay attention to it until I saw Rob on the Ellen show and realized that his organization was right here. And that's why I kind of pushed my way in and said, what can I do to help? And, uh, and here we are doing this podcast, but yeah, I definitely think that the, that the awareness isn't near where it should be. And it's kind of hard to understand, you know, why not? Because these are our kids when you put it out there and you educate people, they want to help, but it's just a matter of, yeah, collaborating and all these great organizations really coming together to make that push all on the same page no, to, I agree. Uh, to get it to happen. So I agree. And that's why, you know, we, and look, first of all, let me tell you, I am, I'm, so so absolutely grateful that Dana pushed her way as she wants to put it because <laughs> because not only do I think that you know I have people who literally are sending me messages all the time about our podcast and um but I've actually been able to gain an amazing friend so that's I love that with Dana but you know I I agree when you you made the comment um Monica about how you know we we push for the month of May because it's National Foster Care Month and and you know October is National Breast Cancer Month and you know we just talked about you know September is National Kinship Month which most people didn't know about um I think that we as a country and as we as leaders we you know Every day I know it's getting funny. Every day there's a new day. You know, the other day it was national. I think it was love your daughter day or something. And oh yeah, I mean it was it was crazy. <laughs> yep. It's like I love my it's daughter like every day. National dessert yeah, exactly. day. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah. every day, every every day we should be elevating kids who are in our system. We should be elevating kids in our system and 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 stop take and take it. And we need to st- take the stigma away that this is something bad. We need to take the stigma away that these are bad kids. We need to take the stigma away that these kids don't deserve because we say it all the time. These kids are in the system because of choices other people made. Other people made. Let's 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 everybody hear that as you're listening to this podcast. Kids are in the system 
because of choices other people made. And so we need to make sure that we're lifting them up and be there. And and your your organization, again, you know, I, I've said it several times during this podcast, and as we finish this, I want people to know, you know, we will we will be sending a link out when this podcast goes goes up, um, how to get in touch with the ensoro.foundation.org. Um, you know, I say it all the time. Don't go to that overpriced coffee shop for one time a week and take that money and put it to something good. And this foundation is something good. 78%, my friends, remember that number. As of today, 78% of the kids who enter this program, who are supported by this foundation, you know, for health and wellness checkup, for financial literacy, self-advocacy, advocacy. I can never get that word right. Um, Stent disciplines. These kids, 78% of them are going to, are success stories. Um, That's just amazing. Monica, thank you. You know, Dana and I want to thank you so much. We, um, this isn't going to be the last time that we talk on this podcast with you. And, you know, um, we want you to know that we're in this together. We're not on separate islands. We're all on one big island together. And that island is the island of success for kids in our foster care system. So thank you. Have an amazing day. Likewise, thank you so much. I'm wrapping my arms around you, my friend, and I'm going to see you. I'm going to see you soon. Yes, I'm going to see you soon. I love you, and we will all talk again. Have a great day, everybody. Again, remember, we all can make change. We all can make change. Take care. All right, bye-bye. Dana and I would like to thank all of you for listening to the Fostering Change podcast. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Make sure you follow Comfort Cases on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Comfort Cases. And check out the Fostering Change blog at comfortcases.org. So everybody, we want to hear your stories. So reach out to us if you would like to be a guest on the podcast. You can find me on Facebook at Rob Shear, Instagram at Rob underscore Shear, and on Twitter at Rob Shear 6. And please share this podcast and leave us a review. Remember, we're all part of the same community. Your zip code, it's not your community, but it's our human race. Let's all make a difference.